Central, the podcast of Central Christian School. I'm your host, Kristen Perona, and here on our podcast, we attempt to partner with parents and give you a window into our culture, our vision, our motivations as a school. Today on episode 15, we have our school nurse with us, Amanda Robert. Amanda, welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Can you just share with us what you have done in the medical field before coming to our school? I'd love to hear your background. Yeah, well, so I think even from high school on, I kind of always had an interest in medical field stuff. I thought when I got to college that I would do pre-med and quickly learned about a semester or two in that that was not really the route I wanted to go. I had such an interest in being with people and knowing that more typically, being a physician, your time is a little bit more faster paced. Okay. So I found that, that the nursing route was much better for me. So I could still dive into the medical side of things, but have more time with patients, more time interacting, more time teaching, kind of the whole thing. So started started there. In college, I got to do an externship during the summer. Okay. And What's an externship? It's very, you know what, I probably couldn't even tell you the difference between externship and internship. <laughs> and internship. Um, I don't know exactly why they called it that, except that we were paid, so maybe internships are not always paid. So we did okay. get a little bit of a stipend, um, and we were able to partner with several different um, hospitals here in St. Louis. I went to Truman State University, so okay. in Kirksville, Missouri, so just four hours away, we were able to partner with several different hospitals and I thought that I really wanted labor and delivery nursing really kind of hoped to get something like that they ended up putting me in the pediatric ICU at St. Louis Children's Hospital okay and I fell in love with it it was absolutely completely something I probably wouldn't have been brave enough to look into on my own Mm -hmm. but as soon as I was in it it was the right fit so start and as soon as I graduated I, I got a job there worked in the PICU for about three and a half years okay and then um stayed home with my babies a couple years ago went back to the PICU again okay and stayed there for a little bit and now I'm here why did you come to work at Central Christian School well my kids are here Mm -hmm. so when it first came up as an opportunity you know for a good portion of the time that my kids were here there was not a school nurse Mm -hmm. um so it was just recently that 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 position really even became open. So when it was presented to me, um, I battled a little bit because I had just gotten back into the PICU, really loved the high acuity, loved the fast pace, loved really just the, all of the, the big picture things that you can see when you're learning in that kind of field. But I, I said, okay, well let's try it. And so I worked part-time in the PICU and part-time here for a year and that was crazy. (laughs) I can't even imagine. Yeah. um, Quickly learned also that being part-time here wasn't enough. You know, kids aren't part-time here. So it's really hard if you're trying to truncate your time and then you're not seeing them at different hours. So fortunately that following year, it made sense to move to full-time here and then let go of the PICU. So so yeah. is it radically different? Is it boring mm. here compared I, to the PICU? Is it slow? Yeah. Is it? Oh gosh, th- those are such good questions, and that's really what I wrestled with at first. Um, I never aspired to be a school nurse before. Um, okay. I just didn't maybe have even a frame of reference. I was okay. not a kid that visited my school nurse often as a, <laughs> as a little one, so I didn't really even, I don't know, I didn't even think about them. I'm not even sure if our high school even had one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, I never saw anybody. So I was worried. I was worried that it was going to be boring. I was okay. worried I wasn't going to have enough to do or, or who knows. 
Um, obviously, the acuity, the level of severity that you're going to see here is far less than right. what I would see in the PICU. So that's vastly different. Um, and I do honestly miss some of that. I miss some of what you get to learn there when you're doing something that's really life and death. But I was surprised to learn that being here, I am not less busy. I am very busy. Wow. A lot of moving, a lot of a lot of rotating right. <laughs> between one kid to the next. My vo- or my door is a revolving door. That's what yes. I'm re- really trying yes. to say. It's Always rotating. Revolving door. door. Yes, just kids knocking constantly, and and sometimes it's for things that are you know <laughs> certainly important to them, but maybe not <laughs> perceived as as a big visit for me. But right. but that's okay. Right. I still get to visit with them, and I think you're also a very um, nice school no, nurse, <laughs> very safe school <laughs> nurse. You're not scary. <laughs> yeah. Like some of us remember maybe from our childhoods. Mm-hmm. So that might increase the volume of your visitors. <laughs> um, I just have a feeling having an office that's right sweet. across the hallway. Yeah. From your little teeny tiny clinic. Oh, that's um, sweet. <laughs> but a lot of schools, Amanda, they don't have directors of mm-hmm. health and wellness, mm-hmm. or they don't have school nurses like we do. Yeah. Why do you think it's important? Well, you know, big picture, really, I'm I'm trained in the medical field, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even if there are other people here that are um, helping out, you know, if I need to step away from the desk, which is amazing, this is my job. This is what I've been trained to do from school to boards to everything, you know. So what I'm going to look for as a nurse is a lot different than what a lay person might look for. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes in to see me, I know what is within normal limits for that age group or within that chronic illness, whatever it is that that child is coming to see me for. And when it's not within normal limits, I know what next steps to take for further assessment. Uh-huh. So I can check in on them in a lot of different ways that maybe somebody couldn't. And then I can refer. So either I need to refer them to see their physician or if I'm really concerned about what's going on, maybe it means I need to call EMS, something mm-hmm. a little bit more grave. I think my my biggest, I don't know, my biggest, whatever the right word is, my biggest mm-hmm. something really is um, looking at kiddos with asthma. Yeah, um, here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got so many allergens, yes. um, even kids that have never been diagnosed before and yes. are ending up with some breathing issues of some kind that they just need some assistance with. So. Yeah. The benefit to having a school nurse is, you know, I can listen to their lungs. I can listen yeah. to what's going on on a deeper level and follow up with the right kind of treatment. Or, like I said, refer. And I've and I've done that already this year. We've referred parents and have encouraged them to go see their physician. And the kiddos end up with some medication that would be much more helpful for them. Something that you wouldn't be able to see from the outside if you're mm-hmm. looking at. I mean, certainly, I think any of us would be able to look at a child if they're if they're in front of you and physically struggling to breathe. I think right. all of us would know, oh goodness, this isn't right, let me call EMS. It's those other kids that are on the cusp that... Right. might not be blatant. Yeah, you might not see them at all. They look maybe reasonable in some capacity, but right. when you listen and you can hear that their lung function is not is not good enough, it's mm-hmm. not it's not working for them, then you know you need some medication. So that's really important and and you're not going to you're not going to be able to make that kind of an assessment if you've not been trained to do so. Well, and yeah. I know you shared with me before that there is a family here who expressed to you just yeah. the comfort level that they can drop their kids off at school mm-hmm. and their both of their kids have asthma mm-hmm. and they have no fear mm-hmm. because they're safe at Central Christian School. Yeah. Whereas before sometimes they would have to stay home. Mm-hmm. Before they came to our school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I just I think of that and I think of the whole child and I think of our desire to prepare children for middle school mm-hmm. or for secondary school and how the, the elementary years are so critical to a child's lifelong learning, and, mm-hmm. and it's their formative years. 
and when they have to stay home mm-hmm. because of something that yes it's a big deal mm-hmm. but it's also manageable with the right medical professional yeah. mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. that their learning actually can go deeper their learning can be more challenging mm-hmm. um, they're not having to kind of put their academics on hold to care for their physical needs yeah, at absolutely. home first yeah. so I just think of that and I also think of our, our students here who have more severe medical needs mm-hmm. you know we say we educate a diverse group that we you know a broad range of learners but also um, multiple different types of image bearers Mm -hmm. of God Mm -hmm. and and so this frees us up to have those students in our school community and I'm so glad that you decided to Mm -hmm. come I'm so glad that the Lord (laughs) led you here and that you listened to him even though it was radically different than what you pictured Mm -hmm. for your own career yeah so share with me, how can our parents best partner with you? Yeah. You know, we want them to partner with their child's teacher, but how can our parents partner with you in yeah. regards to their child's physical health? The first thing that comes to mind really is keeping me informed, so keeping me in the okay. loop. So if if your child needs to stay home because they're ill, um, send me a quick email. Let me know what's going on. It really helps me to capture what sort of illnesses I might be seeing as trends in certain grade levels. Okay. So then if another kid comes in with the similar symptoms and I know a student is already out with fill in the blank, it just kind of tips me off to, oh gosh, let me look for the following things, see if there's something else going on. So probably what a lot of parents don't think of is if your child has gotten sick over the weekend, certainly you don't have to email me because it's not an absent issue, Mm -hmm. but it really still helps me to watch those trends. So if they're sick over the weekend, you know, I would still love to get that information. Yeah, just send me a quick email. Besides that, following our sick policy is really important. So if your child has been vomiting or has diarrhea and can't keep anything down, they need to be well for 24 hours before they can come back to school. Um, Same thing for a fever. Right now, we consider anything above 100 to be a fever. So um, they need to be without a fever for 24 hours without the help of medication. Then they can come back to us. For the really little kiddos... Even those who maybe don't have a fever, but are just coughing and coughing and coughing <laughs> and really struggle with covering their mouths all the way, can't quite get all the all the germs caught. Those kiddos might really need to stay home a little bit longer as well because it's just shared, shared all over the room and they're coughing a whole bunch. Beyond that, if... If a child has some sort of an injury, whether it's a concussion or a broken bone or some some kind of a major issue that required you to follow up with anybody from urgent care, emergency room to your physician, and they've got some kind of accommodation or or activity restriction that we need to be watchful for, I'd like to be included on that that kind of email as well. Bring in the doctor's note because it really helps me to document what's going on with your your kiddos. So even once they're out of whatever kind of of situation, whether it's a cast or a boot, once they're out of it, um, if somebody else is ever covering in my space, they can open our new files and see in our electronic database what's going on with that kid and what's happened in the past. So if there's risk for re-injury or if there's something that they're complaining of, it's really important for them to see, oh, I see here that you've experienced such and such before. Maybe that can clue me in on what's going on with you now. I love your desire to communicate and not only communicate with parents, but I can just testify your desire to communicate with our staff and our yes, teachers and yes. empower them yes. while still maintaining confidentiality mm-hmm. for our students mm-hmm. and our individuals, 
but I think that that's something that parents would absolutely love to know the level of communication that takes place between you and the rest of our staff Mm -hmm. as we are seeing trends or as we have permission to share about a child Mm -hmm. so that everyone can can have their eyes open mm-hmm. and be able to care for that child yeah. in, in a moment's notice. Yeah. Um, one last question before mm-hmm. we close. We are in the cooler temperatures yeah. and we're about to enter into cold and flu season mm-hmm. or maybe we've already been in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what quick advice do you have for parents of elementary mm-hmm. age children okay. as we are living in this season? Well, Hand washing, of course, is like the top of the list. Um, Really teach your kids and maybe even reteach yourself um, how to wash your hands. You need to spend 20 seconds scrubbing with the soap before rinsing again. That's really what the germs don't like. The scrub, the scrub along with the the soap is what's going to get rid of those germs. So the more you do that, the more frequently you do that before eating, before putting your hands in your mouth, any of that kind of stuff. um, It's going to limit the amount of germs that will be spread. So that's huge. Um, teaching your child how to cover their cough or their sneeze effectively you know really I'd love it to be all the way into your elbow okay. um, but you know if you can't and you have to catch it in your hands it's better than spreading it everywhere just go hand wash again uh-huh. those two things are huge beyond that a lot of water stay hydrated a lot of okay. people forget when it when it gets cooler outside you don't feel the need as quickly yes, maybe you don't feel as dehydrated as often and, yeah mm-hmm. you don't feel dehydrated as often i should clarify um but you still could be okay. you know we really need at the minimum eight eight ounce cups of water a day but that kiddos when they're really active and, and they're active they're outside yes. running around far more than we are as adults yes. between that and pe and all sorts of other activities doing go noodles in classroom yeah. all yeah. that stuff um they need a lot of water and when your body is dehydrated it doesn't feel well so when they come in uh, that's almost one of the first things i ask if somebody's not feeling good either their head's hurting or their stomach's hurting I'm like you know do you have a water bottle today send your kiddo with a water bottle okay they really really need it and then send healthy snacks. It doesn't do them a great deal of good if their snacks are really high in sugar because it's just going to make them kind of crash really okay. fast okay. and they don't get that long-term kind of effective boost in their energy, right. which is going to help them to learn better. So right. high-protein snacks are awesome. There's a lot of different things between granola bars or cheese and crackers, or I've seen kiddos bring yogurt even. I'm not sure if, if maybe teachers have a different perspective what right. kind of snacks they want coming right. into their classroom, right. but... Um, but really think about some of the healthier options. That would be that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah, those are excellent tips and yeah. I think that's definitely doable mm-hmm. for our moms and our dads or grandparents as they're sending their kids out to school. Um, Amanda, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you Thanks for, for having me. Being at our school, thank you for being on staff. Thank mm-hmm. you for the amount of energy and passion mm-hmm. that you put into your role here and we're really really grateful for you. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm.